0: Good morning, everyone. Lucy here. Um, Interesting conversation I'm having uh, privately with somebody on my Instagram account about just the little nuances of narcissistic mothers and their lack of attempts at bonding with and celebrating their children, in particular their daughters. It's a personal um, trauma of mine ongoing, uh, even though my mother is no longer with us. Um, And this person has a lot of similar kind of stories to myself around uh, how the mother just, very covertly, very discreetly made her feel invisible in comparison to the other siblings. And I've got a lot of people that talk about this with me, but it's often private because it's such a taboo subject, isn't it, to talk about a person who gives birth to you, who is the same gender, who seems to just completely dislike you and is jealous of you i mean it's one of the most unnatural things you could ima- you could imagine is is your own mother being jealous of you um and i think that's why it's still a little bit of a, of a taboo subject people don't want to maybe they don't want to admit it maybe they don't really know what that funny feeling is around their mother or was if, if she if she's passed on um, it's very difficult to explain to the other siblings it's very difficult to explain to other people who have loving and fair and appropriate relationships with their mothers um, i can't imagine a, a narcissistic mother being jealous of her sons because the jealousy level is different you're not going to be jealous of how they look or their um their sensuality or how they get on in other dynamics because it's a son so the comparison isn't there but i think narcissistic mothers and daughters, there's there's an immediate comparison's gonna be drawn, you know. She looks like you or she looks like her dad or, you know, she goes a different path to the mother, or she's she's got other attributes the mother wishes she had or didn't have. And narcissists by their very um, core are naturally extremely low self-esteem although a lot you know overt narcissists actually display that as arrogance and, and obviously narcissism um, but covert narcissists display the low self-esteem as codependency to the wrong men as uh, jealousy towards their children and as neglect towards those children that they see as being better than them but again it's it's all very subconscious um, when it comes to a covert or vulnerable narcissistic mother, and th- some of the things that myself and this, this other person have been talking about is around like things like breastfeeding. My narcissistic mother never breastfed any of us. To be honest, none of us. Um, but I was I was a premature baby, very premature. I was six weeks premature. So the the, the advice, the st- stern medical advice, was you know it would be very. Useful to your baby, which I was the firstborn to your daughter, if you breastfeed. My mother refused to breastfeed and actually left me in the premature baby unit um, on the mainland. I was brought up in the highlands and on an island to go home. She left me. I was her first child. I was her daughter. I was really, yeah, dangerously premature in 1980 to be six weeks early. And she left me there. Massive red flag, but of course nobody would ever have it's only really the pennies only just dropped there but of course she wanted me to sit with her at a hospital with a self-inflicted brain injury she wanted me to sit at a hospital with her it's funny that isn't it um so she left me there so, and there was no breastfeeding she wasn't interested and actually just again to draw another comparison i i chose to breastfeed all three of my children and my mother constantly nipped and criticized and said the baby's hungry we should give the baby a bottle she would go behind my back and give my children bottles when I was still trying to breastfeed them uh, on and on that is abhorrent I'm, obviously I'm going back sort of like you know, 10, 15 years because my children are older now but in this day and age to have a mother criticising a daughter for breastfeeding would in most normal mentally healthy contexts, people would be like That's a disgrace. Why would any woman, never mind your own mother, criticize and undermine and embarrass you while you're doing the most natural thing in the world and you're trying to feed, and I successfully fed, by the way, your children? That's just, that's a huge red flag there. Uh, this is all before I was the sort of person that you would go, oh, that's why she didn't love you. That's why your mother uh, rejected you. That's why your family don't talk to you. This is long before all that. I was 23 years old, I'm 41 now. This is long before I made any mistakes that anyone quite wrongfully thinks means I deserve neglect and abuse um, and inequality and unfairness and accusations. Long before anything could even be justified in how I've been treated as a 30 and 40 year old woman. She was doing things like this long before all that. And that's shocking to be... I mean, I'm still unpacking this. We're coming up to the first year anniversary of my mother dying. And um, I'm still unpacking this stuff. You know, I've had grief counselling, um, which really helped with the anger, because anger is a secondary emotion, most more often than not associated with loss and grief. But I'm wondering how many of you out there have had are getting these little kind of pennies dropping where you're going, God, yeah, I remember that. So like other things, my mother was not interested in my wedding unless she could control a part of it. She lied to my brothers about how much I expected and I'm using finger marks for expected because I actually was always told growing up, we're never going to pay for your wedding, we're never going to pay for your wedding. So when I got engaged, I wasn't expecting any money. And then there was a very awkward dinner table conversation where myself and my husband to be at the time described our budget our budget and my mother manufactured an entirely different conversation within herself and then told my brothers my siblings which is the golden child and the invisible child within this context i had asked for and demanded six thousand pounds She completely manufactured a completely different context and uh, I had an argument with my youngest brother about it because of course he was her little lapdog. Phoned me up to scream and shout at me for demanding 6,000 pounds, which is just mental, like just mental. Um, (laughs) uh, And I've not had a conversation with him since. This is the way narcissistic mothers are. They, They create drama, they create crisis, they create spite, they create hatred. And this is long before I got myself in trouble with the police and I got myself into really really bad relationships there is no excuse to treat your child different to your other children and that's me being nice I wasn't just treated differently I was neglected emotionally I was neglected socially I was dragged into adult contexts and adult situations by the time I was 10 or 11, if we were in modern day now, social services would have been all over that, all over that. But I'm going back to the 90s and it's very difficult when you've been raised by a narcissistic mother because it's a taboo and it's unheard of and we don't talk about it. We don't say, well, yeah, my mom actually trained me to be a 50s housewife, you know, or my mom, you know, taught me how to have bulimia or my mom taught me alcoholism I was taught all of this and yet now with her gone I'm punished for those things I'm punished for being mentally ill I'm punished for having um, issues with alcohol I'm punished for having abusive relationships I was taught how to do that by my mother that's fact that's how child development theory works that's the psychology of child development and attachment theory that's Not only did I study that, but that's medical fact. If you're raised by a woman that behaves the way my mother did, you're gonna raise a daughter at the very least, maybe a son, who behaves that way. And then the awful thing of that is with narcissistic parents is they then hate you for being a mirror image of them. My mother hated me because I wasn't like her, because I was pretty and blonde and naturally slim and sporty and creative and arty. My dad adored all that. She hated me for that. And then when I became more like her and I put a bit of weight on and I had abusive relationships and I started drinking and I had bulimia, she hated me for those things as well. A narcissist will hate you for reflecting back what they are, and they will hate you for being everything that they are not. That is the very definition of a narcissist's belief system around a partner and a child. There is no getting away from that. I'm just extremely sad that I'm only realizing it now at 41 years old, having been a narcissistic abuse expert and domestic abuse expert for five, six, seven years now. So if there's any of that in there that you find familiar, any of that you want to add, any other little nuances in there you want to add, any just good old fashioned, basic, my mom was shit, she ruined my wedding day, she ruined my Hindu, which mine did as well. Um, and, and and just say, this is unnatural. It is unnatural and where you have someone behaving in an unnatural way, with every opportunity to have a natural, healthy relationship with a child or partner, you got yourself a narcissist. Now I know you can't comment on the uh, the podcast, but I am on Instagram as the Narcissist Hunter. I am on Twitter as at Leonora the Lion, and I have a YouTube channel which is L. W. Hawkesby the Narcissist Hunter as well. Please subscribe. And really, I just want to help people go. God, it's not just me then. And oh, that makes sense now. That's my only agenda with these, these free podcasts and the free YouTube videos and all um, my social media. Um, of course, I write books about this. Um, I've got one being released around a narcissist, narcissistic matriarchs and the chaos that they cause called Pretty Girls Gone. That'll be my fourth book out in the next few months. So I do tr- I try to educate people and just open, open up minds and have these conversations because there is nothing worse than feeling alone and weird and odd and um, sick because somebody who's supposed to love you neglected or abused you.